Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021, and this is Season 3, Episode 1 of Season 3. Really appreciate you being with us for all this time, and we will get into a great show today discussing why uh, special purpose acquisition companies, or SPACs, were so popular in 2020, specifically in the entertainment and media sports space. Before we do that, we're going to jump into a quick little sponsor from our show sponsor. We appreciate our show sponsor and want to get into a quick little um, bit for them. And then we will get into the topic for today's episode. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, folks, that was a quick little bit for our show sponsor. We appreciate our show sponsor, and uh, we'll get into the topic for this week's episode, which we are talking about why entertainment and sports SPACs or special purpose acquisition companies were so popular in 2020. Well, I think sort of first thing to do is define what a SPAC is for for folks who may not be as familiar, which I wasn't. Uh, I think prior to 2020, I probably wasn't uh, familiar with this topic. But 2020 was obviously an interesting year, as everybody knows, for multitude of reasons. And I think that uh, because of the interesting nature of 2020, we had a situation where we had um, sports entities, entertainment entities, media companies, franchises doing certain things that they normally would not have done, particularly with their investment strategy, right? And so, and, and in that case, and looking back at 2020, as we're now in 2021, there were at least 120 special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs created in 2020. That is a very, very large amount. And, and I think uh, multiple times over what it was in 2019 or the years prior. So I guess for explanation purposes and looking to what a SPAC is, we know what the definition is, but what does it mean? Well, a SPAC is essentially a large amount of cash collected into a special purpose acquisition for the purpose of targeting an investment into another company or venture. Uh, SPACs are sometimes referred to as blank check companies because the idea is that you have a ton of cash going into uh, an entity, an LLC or what have you, that's essentially going to be eventually putting money into a publicly traded 
uh, company or even a private acquisition. But generally, a SPAC is sort of um, a back-end deal, if you will, to a initial public offering. So it's it's a it's a different way of doing a traditional public offering. And we'll get into what that is too if folks are not familiar. Now, SPACs have been around or special purpose acquisition company. It's kind of a funny word, but um, they've been around since 1980. Uh, but the structure by law and practice today has made it a lot easier to invest in companies, uh, new companies and ventures without the regulation and publicity that's generally attached to a traditional public initial public offering or IPO. And that an IPO, by the way, is just where you have a private company that decides to go public. And um, there's usually a process and there is a process to this where they have to file with the SEC and essentially invest, investors come in and they have an opportunity to buy into the company. Um, famously, this happened with the Ballast Point Brewing Company uh, where they were sold through into traditional IPO for I think a billion dollars through I think to I think Constellation Brands. Uh, there's been other companies that have obviously done this over the years, but that's just one uh, idea if you want to look that up. Now, the SPACs for purpose is to allow the collecting of funding from multiple investors, but the company has two years or 24 months to acquire or merge with another company. So there's still an IPO involved. There's still an initial public offering. You have to you know, go through the regulation of the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, but it's a little bit easier to do. There's not as much regulation. There's not as much publicity. So obviously people like this. And of course, in a time like 2020, uh, I think um, less publicity was probably a good thing, uh, particularly if the publicity was, publicity was bad. Although maybe that goes against the old saying of um, any publicity is good publicity. But I think the people, the part of the quote that people often forget with that quote is that the full quote is something on the lines of, any publicity is good publicity as long as it is good or useful, right? And so um, I think in the sense that if you had good publicity in 2020, that's great. But if you had bad, you obviously didn't want more of it. So again, an IPO is still involved with a SPAC or special purpose acquisition company, but it's tan tangential to the process of collecting investors and funding. So it's not the direct access or vehicle and it's sort of a... Um, uh, a back-end piece to it, if you will. It's the step before that you go, they go public. So this is something that I think is fairly new in the sports space, though, because generally sports were down, seen as sort of private companies where, you know, for example, you might have, um, you know, a baseball team or a the NFL or NBA or what have you as sort of private companies. You would not be publicly trading these things or these companies. But now what we're seeing is that, uh, you know, spe specifically with groups like the Fenway Sports Group uh, or FSG, uh, which owns the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park and has um, dealings and ownership with Liverpool of the Premier League, it's where they're sort of looking at the value, total valuation of the properties within that LLC or that company. And then they're going out and getting it publicly traded. And it might be through a different vehicle, but ultimately the valuation is done through whatever properties they own. So some examples of SPACs or special purpose acquisition, acquisition companies in 2020, most famously we had the Red Ball acquisition 
uh, company, which is, I think, traded as rbac.u. Um, which includes executive vice president of both Oakland Athletics, Billy Bean, which, as everybody should know, uh, was memorialized by actor Brad Pitt in the film Moneyball. But Billy Bean was, I think, famous even before that. And the book Moneyball was written about him and about the uh, move to analytics in baseball. Um, a great book, Baseball Between the Numbers, Why Everything You Know About the Game of Baseball is Wrong. Uh, another book that discussed Billy Bean and sort of the movement towards analytics. Again, a great book um, related to Bill James and and some of the folks in that movement towards analytics. But that all being said, uh, this is this was a big mover and shaker in um, in 2020 um, with uh, also with the gentleman named Jerry Cardinal, uh, along with Billy Bean, who really pushed Red Ball into um, considering some major deals inside of, um, you know, sports, particularly uh, Red Ball looking at a merger with Fenway Sports Group, again, which worked with the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park and Liverpool. And there's also a recent deal of um, looking at investments between Liverpool and Red Bull, uh, the Boston Celtics and the San Francisco 49ers of the NBA and NFL respectively have also looked at investing through a SPAC or special purpose acquisition company uh, in sports health and technology, uh, which seems to be a very, very big thing going forward. We've talked about it on this show when you're talking about privacy issues, health issues, um, which is obviously an even bigger issue in 2020, but will continue to be one going forward as you're talking about player health data and uh, that sort of thing. Also, there was a Flying Eagle Acquisition Corp or FEAC which it's publicly, publicly traded as, um, has also made some, um, some uh, sort of looking at a deal through a SPAC or special purpose acquisition company uh, with a DraftKings investment. And uh, that's something that they did in 2020, which obviously sports betting uh, was a huge deal in 2020. So those are just some examples of what's occurred in 2020. There is a bunch of other deals that you can look up that have occurred or that were um, being negotiated in 2020. So I highly encourage you to take a look at that. So why were SPACs or special purpose acquisition companies so popular in 2020? I think that there's probably a multitude of reasons, but I'll pull out three that I think uh, were important and why things went the way that they did in 2020. I think number one was the pandemic. I think the global pandemic caused fans to retreat along with sports team revenues. I think when you're looking at the four or five major sports leagues in the United States, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, they all lost uh, at least, I think, a billion dollars in revenue because sports fans were not in the stands. And Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA, even went on record to say that, um, you know, in a normal year, you know, 99% of the revenues, you know, come from digital streaming or from their television sort of money, right? But that all being said, um, there there is this sort of 40% revenue that comes from, um, for individual teams, that comes from in-person activities, right? So it's kind of this interesting proposition where you do get a lot of revenue, 99% coming in from, for the league anyway, when you're talking about 
um, you know, digital revenue. But of course, the teams are, you know, really subject to uh, that 40% issue where, you know, people showing up to games, you're not going to get that extra 40%, right? So uh, for the individual teams versus the league. But I think obviously the pandemic caused, um, you know, fans not to be in the stands and sports franchises had to look at ways to bring in more funding and to diversify their assets. Because regardless of whether the pandemic was going to last one month, two months, a month or a year, doesn't matter. Uh, I think it provided an opportunity for sports teams to look at ways to diversify. And that's exactly what they did uh, with everything going on with the pandemic and publicity, whether negative or otherwise, you had a situation where I think teams were looking to go through uh, the special purpose acquisition company route or venue or avenue, as opposed to the lengthy sort of initial uh, public offering uh, traditional process. I think limited in-person meetings and opportunities also led to more business leaders seeking an entrepreneurial approach, which is what the SPAC is more seen as doing. So I think that ultimately the Ultimately, a SPAC investment was the perfect vehicle for investment in 2020, particularly for sports franchises. I think secondly, so that was the first reason, was the pandemic. I think the second reason is the rise of sports betting. When the United States Supreme Court removed the PASPA Act uh, as a prohibition against uh, sports betting across the states, sports franchise owners looked for ways to invest. And again, I think SPAC was sort of the preferred, preferred avenue based on the reason one we discussed with the pandemic. But I think people were looking to get things done more quickly and, and more in the way of let's get the money in and let's worry about the IPO later, right? Um, which ultimately the IPO can slow down the process. I think also with revenues down in 2020 without fans on the stands, sports brands and investors uh, were more, more motivated, I think, to find good buys and returns on, returns on investment, of course, when state legislatures uh, were passing certain laws and regulations to allow for sports betting, teams thought, okay, well, let's let's get into an investment with DraftKings or you know, um, BetMGM or whatever it might be, all these different sports betting companies to allow for more integration. And I think the SPAC offered a, or a special purpose, purpose acquisition company offered that opportunity. I think the third reason, which may be one of the more important reasons of the three, it was, I think a lot of sports companies took uh, sort of an example from William Morris Endeavor or WME, uh, which is obviously the talent agency and content production company uh, that uh, when they went through their IPO, um, they initially went out with the initial public offering, but it did not, uh, it was not successful, meaning that um, ultimately, bad timing was part of it. Uh, the dispute with the Writers Guild, uh, the WGA of America, I think, obviously put a damper in, you know, a talent agency's, you know, really its value is in its talent, you know, if it's negotiating deals or whatever. And then, of course, with a um, subsiding or a reducing of the regulation that one goes into talent agencies, specifically with regard to their connection to production companies. And uh, this idea that talent agencies are really uh, repeating the past when it comes to uh, what studios used to do, um, where the studios would essentially own the talent and own the distribution and their own production. 
I think you're looking at agencies that are beginning to do some of that work where they're taking ownership and production companies and they're looking at ways to sort of both work with talent and advise talent, but also control production companies. And obviously if you take away the talent from that and you have a dispute with the writers guild and they're disputing whether they can work together and, and whether they can have an agreement, um, obviously uh, that's going to lower the valuation of, you know, WME that occurred uh, during the IPO process and uh, obviously did not end well and it failed and they pulled back the IPO and uh, WME, William Morris Endeavor, still a private company. So um, had it been done earlier and maybe had it been done later, maybe things would have been different. I th also think that WME was probably a, and is in a different situation than sports companies. Um, but all those sports teams are based on talent too. You know, at the end of the day, your valuation is tied to what players you have under contract, whether you've won a championship recently, you know, the same thing goes in entertainment, you know, how popular of an actor do you have, you know, have they won an Oscar recently, you know, are they, you know, Golden Globe winner, you know, this sort of thing, right? But ultimately that process was, was embarrassing for WME. And I think a lot of sports teams wanted to avoid that IPO process, especially during a pandemic and especially where teams were looking for faster ways to get involved in the sports betting or in the growing international space of sports, particularly the integration and consolidation of international and American sports. So I think because of these reasons uh, that we've mentioned, the pandemic, the rise of sports betting, avoiding WM, WME's IPO process, and the fact that it was not successful initially I think sports teams looked at sort of the special purpose acquisition company or SPAC as a great uh, vehicle to um, do investments and to diversify investments and to manage their money. So I, I think that all in all SPACs are easier to manage. They're more diverse. And I think that's the lesson to be learned uh, from this. So uh, SPACs provide more flexibility, diversification and funding and investments at IPOs cannot because IPOs are generally really targeted, right? They're, they're looking at one specific company, whereas a SPAC sort of takes in the money and then goes out and searches the market for a great deal, which is different from an IPO, which is here's the company, do you want to invest in it? So I think SPACs look at an industry broadly and make a commitment over time within that 24 month period that we talked about or two years. So I think for 2020 SPACs might as well have been called I think in joking way, uh, sports purpose acquisition company, because I think that was essentially what happened. But um, that's it for this week, uh, folks. Hope that you've enjoyed our show. This is, uh, again, episode one of season three. Always appreciate you listening in. This is Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network, and I am your host, Jeremy Evans. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.